Cleopatra, yay or nay? Nay. Whoa. Whoa. Why nay? Yeah. She's dead, and that's gross. <laughs> I think the hypothetical that Gregory raised with only saying Cleopatra, yay or nay, was if she was alive. <laughs> right? Am I correct? No, I'm not correct. Never mind. Current state. Current state. No. No. Dig her up. Anyone not alive. Open up the coffin. <laughs> yay or nay? <laughs> what kind of question is that? You. Bitch. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're out of control. She is a prize jewel. That's it. Forget Greg Rock the Destroyer. It's Greg Rock the Corpse Fucker. <laughs> oh, God. I don't have genitalia. Yeah. At worst, I'd be a dry humper. <laughs> that is worse. <laughs> let's let's have a chat. Obviously not about whether or not we want to fuck Cleopatra. Dead. Answer's obviously no. Let's go with something a little bit more unique. Like... Great question. Okay, Wolverine, yeah, your name. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted unique. Can I can I ask a D and D question? Fuck yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but this. <laughs> so, has anyone thought about uh, multi-classing? Ooh, I like this topic. Great question. Because I'm boys. thinking Beastmaster is the way to go, yes. boys. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to become a planeswalker. control of Fievel. He's now my beast. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've thought about it. I don't, I don't think it's the path that I want to go with hmm. my wizard. There. You'd rather have a level 20 wizard. I think so, yeah. Gregrock, any any plans to multi-class the weapons master? Yeah, I was thinking, you know, a nice weapons master handmaiden mitts would, would <laughs> flow well with the storyline. <laughs> still trying wet, to... Wet nurse, you know. Still like chasing that gnome tail, eh? Still trying to get dabbled up to notice you for the sensual being that you are. Uh, you always wait till he's dead. <laughs> he's all yours, buddy. I will not die. <laughs> Tyson McKay brought up prestige cl- or multi-classing, rather. Tyson, are you thinking about multi-classing into something? You know what, Noah? Let me paint a picture for you. Please, okay. paint pictures, tell stories. So you got your Tyson McKay, great planeswalker of the realm. You know, no family. no f- Well, some friends, I guess. Some, you call them. Um, and, uh, you know... This is sounding like a very blank painting. Yeah, of those three descriptors, only one of those was true. No family. <laughs> Great planeswalker, no family. Some friends, I guess. <laughs> Two of those were lies. <laughs> Alright, so what, what takes that planeswalker to the next level, you may ask? Let me answer it with another question. How about a war hulk? <laughs> fuck? Alright, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like we need to delve into this. This is definitely, definitely needed. A Warhulk 5e is a class on D&D Wiki. Warhulk. The Warhulk is a creature of great size and strength who is specifically trained (laughs) to shock and awe opposing massed troops. They specialize in fighting against large groups and tend to struggle more when they only need to be rid of one opponent. True. Some war hulks come from smaller races who have grown abnormally yep. large. Not Tyson's case. Well. Others come from naturally larger races and play to their strengths. Temperaments can vary greatly, but the schoolyard bully to the gentle giant who will fight when cornered. You know what? I take it back. This should be Fievel. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah, dude, I want Fievel to get to the size huge, be like one of those Skaven war beasts, those huge Skaven from Mordheim. 
<laughs> just rolling stupidity checks every turn, just like <laughs> fucking guys off the huge claws. My my question with that is, it's not good with one target, right? It's just that it was better like against like groups of yeah, he's guys. Like throwing boulders at groups. He's like swinging at multiple enemies. So like, what do you consider like a group? Like five people, ten people? When the War Hulk can no longer count how many people he's fighting, that's a group. <laughs> Stupidity roll. Yeah, he can't pass six. Yes. <laughs> hey Tyson, how many enemies? One, two. There's lots. There's lots. There's a group of them. There's, there's, there's many. So here's the thing. I, you know, you're not huge though, buddy. You're not. You're not a massive bulking hulking yeah. creature. I took it back. I said this should be fievel. I'll be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 500 experience points. <laughs> We're installing a pole on the Drake. Ooh, a stripper. That'd be fun. Hell yes. No pants. <laughs> Ooh, a stripper. Just as we're flying places, Tyson's on the pole. Like, yeah, baby, you like that? <laughs> no, dude, he's Boosting doing, morale. He's doing, <laughs> dude, he's doing planes walking magic, right? He's got bolts coming out of each hand. He's like, sidestep, sidestep, pot of beret, pot of beret, and just hands. <laughs> <laughs> he planes walks away, comes back with less clothing. <laughs> oh my god, what's he gonna come back with next time? More clothing. <laughs> He's a reverse stripper. Put it on, damn it. The shock the shock <laughs> <is> there. <laughs> Alright. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Dicey D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I'm joined here by our players. We have Gragrock the Destroyer. How's it going, Gragrock? Go, going, going well, you know. Ready destroy to destroy me, Daddy. Hoorah. Hoo <laughs> Hoorah. Destroy <laughs> me, Daddy, plus 100 experience points, Tyson McKay. We are also joined by Tyson McKay, Planeswalker Extraordinaire. Tyson, how are you, my dude? Good, good. You know, just worked out multi-classing. And, uh... <laughs> Gonna be a war hulk. <laughs> <laughs> big goals, know, big goals. Yeah, monster goals, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we're good. We're safe now, and uh, I don't know where Val is, but fuck it, we're using his house as a as yeah. an Airbnb right now. Trash this place. Totally <laughs> <laughs> uh, trashed. Plus 100 experience points for uh, using his house like an Airbnb. I'm a fan of the reference. We are also joined by Dabble Dob Doppet. You're the peanut butter to Greg Rock's jelly. How you doing? Extra crunchy? Super smooth? What's up with you today? <sighs> smooth, man. Smooth. smooth. Yeah. Wait, he's the peanut. I thought yeah, I was going to say you peanut butter jelly. Protein. Why? I love him being really gross to that. Why? Because <laughs> I'm thick and you're sweet and full of fruit chunks. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. I'll take it. Okay, I'll so be the jelly. You're the jelly to his grape, strawberry, multi-fruit. Fucking strawberry. I'll tell you what. Strawberry's great. I'll tell you what. I actually miss greatly marmalade. You guys are, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. You can. They still make marmalade. No, I understand marmalade's not gone. I just, <laughs> I just miss it. The, the product wasn't banished. I didn't think about it till now. I'm sorry. Mm. So Rogar's the marmalade then? Rogar is the marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gone but not forgotten. Pour, pour one out for the for the fallen. <laughs> Last but not least, we are on to Fievel Mazentrov, the mouse folk beastmaster. Fievel. How are you, my friend? I mean, I was I was scared and 
Now Tyson gave me bad cheese and I threw it up all over the place and uh, now I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Planeswalking can be a, quite a, a jarring experience for those who haven't experienced it before. So so yeah, a little little bit of, uh, of motion sickness, of plane sickness, I guess you could say. But you're feeling all right now. Am I? <laughs> well, I'm, I, you know, I'm asking, you know, you, you've planes walked, it's been, you know, minutes since you arrived. We'll get to that in a moment, but I, I imagine you, you start to clear up and feel a little bit better. It's temporary, right? I hope so. Okay. Before we begin, do we have any level ups in the house? Technically, I leveled up two episodes ago and forgot. Fucking <laughs> so. I need you to start paying more attention, okay? <laughs> to start taking an active interest in the XP that I give you. Okay, so Tyson McKay, you leveled up. What level are we now, my friend? 14. Fantastic. Someone caught up to me! <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything interesting? Can you give us a rundown of your level up, please, my dude? Sure, yeah. I, I get an ability. If I'm using a shock of any sort, I can also, within a 30 feet radius, I can send out fire or electric damage to a creature within that, and it does my charisma damage modifier amount. So not a lot. It's like mm-hmm. four damage, five damage. Kind of like a, a reverberation. It's like a, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like over channel or overcharge, right? Like you're just you're, you're sending so much energy out that some of it just escapes you and hits the target. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. I, I, I lied. You lied? Yeah. Did I'm you? actually, I was actually level 15. Okay, so you, oh, so he's, he didn't catch up. No, he didn't catch up. Gotcha. But you I'm didn't... actually level 15 too. <laughs> 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 Anything else on your level up, Tyson McKay? Some HP. How much HP it? did you get? Yeah, you roll, you. Yeah, so I, roll, I, I obviously rolled. I'm you not a scrub. always roll. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Rock just <laughs> looking a little bit ashamed. He shame, always man. fucking just takes it. It's like, come yeah. on, man. Call me the gambler. No, the gambler we left on the beach on the freaking father island. Yeah, you goof. Shit. All right, Tyson's taking a quick five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are on to our recap of last episode. Who? For a toasty 800 experience points, would like to give us a recap. I'm actually going to, you know, request that's either Dabbledob or Gragrock, who lets us know, because here's the thing, right? I mean, you guys rested last episode. We had a pretty heavy Tyson and Fievel episode. I'd kind of like to hear a take from you guys on last episode, if, if we could. So here's my defense to that. <laughs> <laughs> we were in no way a part of that, right. so why would we describe a story that we technically don't know? Well, you heard as people nope. the story. Yeah, your, characters, your characters didn't see or be a part of it. I just think it would be interesting to hear your take on it. If you disagree and you don't want to do it, that's okay. Okay, well, well, Schmutz Squad 1, you know, proceeded up the mountain and uh, found the Death Zone, as it shall now be known. The Death Zone. So they found the peak of Tolgrond. Yes, the Horror Plateau. The Beyblade Arena. (laughs) Plus 1,500 experience. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh. What a reference. It's true. All I had to do is bring up baby blades. Oh, fuck. Dude, you gotta bring up references, buddy. I don't know. That was actually I'm pretty fucking dope. That was fucking dope. Was it 1,500 dope? I don't know, but I mean, we can't go back now. No. <laughs> can't go back now. There's no turning back. So they found the Beyblade Arena. They did. They uh, they played Poke the Rock for a bit, and uh, eventually... So they found, found the artifact, they believe. 
Yeah, yeah, they found it. Yeah, so, so they think. Of a room, yeah. He touched it, it got a little ticklish, and awoke its mother creature protector thing. Daddy. It's this horrible stone <laughs> insect bat humanoid creature. Right, a mutated horror. Spider-like legs that uh, are made of this massive rock-like substance that it like jams down into the ground. This spiked tail, which is large and kind of bulbous, yeah. that it like jams into the ground as well to hold it in place. These large rock or stone-like wings are just made of a very dense substance. You can tell, and that, those bat-like ears, that skeletal humanoid-like visage. Yeah, exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Paint pictures, tell stories. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> my, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. And then? Yeah. And then? And then? <laughs> and then in, in typical Tyson fashion, he uh, he wet himself and took off to another plane. And then? Oh, whoa, whoa. I wet took myself off to after. another plane. And then? <laughs> and then decided to take a nap. Yeah, so w- which plane did they arrive at first? The, uh, the dust, sandstorm, eternal, sun, bake your face off plane. Nice. Close enough. Plus yeah. 100 experience points. Thank you. Yeah, and then the second uh, plane. I should have said easy bake oven. <laughs> <laughs> this reference. <laughs> Minus a thousand experience. <laughs> and then after the quasi elemental plane of sand and dust. Exactly what I said. The easy bake oven plane. <laughs> they went to a, a, a more well known plane, at mm. least to Tyson, in Vel's plane of. Chaos. Chaos and limbo and... Yes, the plane, plane of yeah. chaos or limbo. Yeah, is purgatory, the... yeah, yeah. Not purgatory. It's all the middle zones for the religions, yeah. Not middle zone for any religion. This is how this works. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I need to be very clear about A that. bunch of souls wandering, stuck between heaven and hell. Okay. And People then... getting pregnant. Yeah. And then... <laughs> a huge orgy. Okay, and then? There's no orgy, people. <laughs> they took a nap, but... Okay, so yeah, so they went inside Vel's house, they found the secret passage down to his laboratory, and they rested. Yeah, secret passage. Everybody knows. Cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Greg Rock and Destroyer, please take 800 experience points. And in fact, I'm going to top you up with an additional 200. That was expertly done. I really liked it. Do we have <clears throat> any questions, comments, or concerns before we begin? No, let's mm-hmm. let's do something other than sleep. Woo. Let's level up. Let's do it. All right, gentlemen. So we had Tyson McKay and Fievel end last session in limbo within the safety of Vel's laboratory. Tyson McKay, how long are you guys going to be resting in limbo? You know what? I think a quick six hours. Quick. Does, does time go differently there? No. So time does not operate vastly differently from the from the material plane, rather. Okay. But it's yeah. chaotic time, so it counts weird. So it's like one, ten. Nine, forty-five, <laughs> but it's all the same seconds, you know. So, uh, <laughs> sometimes I just gloss over what Tyson said. <laughs> so, Dabbledob and Gregory, as well as Amara, who is with them, you guys have been two hours into your rest when Tyson McKay and Fievel planes walked the first time, which means you had roughly four hours remaining of your long rest to complete. That was including the time before the fight. Well, yeah, you guys had rested for like half an hour. Okay. Right. Like it wasn't so why don't we just go with the full eight just to make life peachy? Full six. Well, you don't. I mean, he, are you making they, that decision because you need full eight, or are you making that decision because you know that they're going to be offset with your time? Well, when no, I'm when, saying just why not eight? When we originally l- lie down, he did say full long rest. Because he needed all the sl- all the spell slots and health and all that back. All the slot spots. Plus, I was plus, at like <laughs> plus Amara clearly. I was needs. at nine hit points. Yeah, so, so let's, let's do a longer rest then. Fantastic. So 
you guys rest for six approximately more hours, making your long rest eight hours in total, sleeping in the cavern with Gragrock the Destroyer on Sentinel mode. We are going to pick up with your team first. Any disturbances in the night? Uh, well, yeah, it's technically, technically it? daytime. It's approaching evening yet again. No, there are no disturbances. The, the cave system, when you're immobile and not moving, is rather quiet. Gragrock, through the night, you see some insects creeping and crawling towards the bags, like inspecting them, obviously using their antennae to feel along the bags and, and the stuff that you guys have brought with you. But the fire seems to keep them at bay as it's not something that's naturally occurring very often in the caves. After not, like, eating the food or nothing? No, no. The fire fire keeps many of the insects at bay. I, I sheath my fly swatter. <laughs> Thank God for the bugs. Okay, so... Five XP. Five XP. <laughs> it's easy money, boys. Eventually I'll catch up. So six more hours progress. And, Gragrock, you are going to be the one who, uh, you know, obviously keeping track of the passing of time. You are going to be able to rise from your central mode. You only needed four hours of it anyways. Oh, yeah. Check my rollouts quick. Okay. Cool. <laughs> nice. Cool. And uh, you are now able to do as you wish. You can wake the rest of the group and, and do Take as on. you please. Sorry, is this after my, my four hours or after their full eight? You knew that Devil Dog wanted to take a full eight. I imagine that after eight you can... Yeah, I'll wait, just wait wake. the full eight. Yeah. I don't need to do anything. Gotcha. Um, just stand there. Pretty much. That's what he does. <laughs> twiddling my fingers. Learn damn, a new, I wish I brought a, a sharpie I could write on Dabble Dob's face. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what is it that you would like to do? I wake up Dabble Dob. Mm-hmm. I say, it's, it's time to get up, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dabble Dob, you awake? Feeling refreshed, you may, if you have not already, you, you can now roll your hit points and regain your health. In addition to that, your spell slots are replenished and you awake feeling rested. Good. Is Amara still saying she's still asleep? Upon you saying to Dabble Dab, it's time to wake up, buddy, she rises too. Like she's awoken by that noise. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Hostile. Amara wakes. It is clear that her leg is still tender and sore, but whispering a few more words in a different language, tendrils of magic kind of ebbing from her fingers. You can see her working healing spells, trying to remove the damage that was done from that nasty roll with the skittering horror. Gosh, Dabble Dab, help her. Give her some magic. After taking... She's uh, a witch. She... <laughs> Can you pay attention to any of the episodes? This is not news to anyone, but he's the past six episodes she's been casting magic, controlling beasts, and this guy's like, she's a witch! Witch! <laughs> Killer! Murder at the stake! Um, no, so she then stands gingerly at first, and then putting more pressure on her leg, she appears to be at 100% capacity, ready to go, and kind of flexes her leg at the knee. Good. As she's doing that, because you said a couple minutes, mm. I'm going to see what the boys are up to, and I'm going to use Arcane Eye and then send her up. Fantastic. So you create the astral projection of the Arcane Eye, and it projects forward and rushes along the stairs up and towards the top of the mountain gradually. So after about 800 to 900 feet, you start to encounter large swarms of big insects. Your eye moves through them with ease, kind of darting around them as you go. Uh, the eye continues to ascend the stairs. After nearly a kilometer and a half, 
the stairs begin to become quite steep, nearly vertical, with those insects insects rather still buzzing around. Large bats flying overhead don't notice the eye as you continue to move it towards the peak of Tolgrand. Eventually, the eye ceases to continue moving directly upwards, and instead the stairway transitions to much more horizontal, until eventually the space above the cave system that you're in opens up and yields the sky above, which is stormy, rainy, and very cloudy with turbulent winds, obviously your astral eye not having any issue moving through that terrain. The walls on either side of you begin to close gradually, transitioning from that open subterranean expansive horizontally cave system to rather a fissure with an open sky up above you, large towering walls nearly 60 to 70 feet high, and at their narrowest, 6 feet wide. You continue along this path, which eventually becomes completely horizontal and curves to the right ever so slightly before the eye reaches a basin, that Beyblade Arena, which has those very, very tall walls up around it, the open sky above with the battering winds and rain. It is nearly 60 feet in radius, and there is a massive boulder in the center of it with dark stone. You also see that there is the same style of subterranean caverns along ground level of the plateau, around the circumference of the arena. Not a man-made arena, it's a fake quote-unquote arena. It's a plateau at the top of Tolgrunt. So, because me personally, I know that they're not there, but at no point I saw them, correct? Correct. At no point did you see them. Now, they could have just run off into any direction in the cave systems. Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So I obviously see the rock in the middle, but I'm just going to kind of tour around the whole... Arena and mm-hmm. see what I see. first, or are you going to head to everything else on the outskirts first? Outskirts first. So outskirts first, you head into the darkness of the perimeter ring surrounding the open plateau. The height of the ceilings here is roughly 20 feet. It is dark, but obviously the arcane eye has no issue seeing in limited or dark conditions. And there are masses of bones in addition to some very, very small stalagmites and stalactites, like very tiny, like no more than inches off of the ground at most a foot. What kind of bones? It appears bones of small creatures, large creatures, bones of uh, what what appear to be long, elongated, so long bones, like you would find in a tibia or a femur. Uh, They're quite large, so nearly three to four feet long. But as the eye looks at them, you can see they appear to be shattered in many places, and the bones appear quite thin. Move along. Okay. So moving (laughs) around the circumference of the exterior rim, you eventually come upon, curled in a wrapped circle, almost coiled like a snake, this organic or living material. Wings tucked into its sides and slightly exposed, but not entirely face, which has dark sockets for eyes with no visible orbs of eyeballs there. Large bat-like ears, which twitch ever so slightly. But the creature is huge in size. Cool. Potentially larger. That's fantastic. It's hard to tell because it's curled up. Let's go check out the rock. Okay. So you take the arcane eye over to the boulder in the center of the arena. The boulder is nearly six feet in diameter. It is darker in color than the stones surrounding it. And there are etchings and markings, these swirling patterns, which are carved into the stone. They're quite jagged and they cut deep into the surface of the rock. In addition to that, on the, or facing the entrance to this arena, there is a large, very large hand print indent into the stone. 
The fingers are elongated. They're long and very spindly or odd looking. The palm is massive and the hand is nearly two and a half times the size of a typical humanoid hand. Obviously your hands are, you know, half the size of say Tyson McKay's hands, right? Mm -hmm. So you can imagine this is almost five times the size of your hand. What are the, like the drawings on the rock? So you can investigate them and as you do so, they don't appear to have any incantation or ritual significance. You're not sure, right? They don't, they don't actually depict a scene, nor do they tell a story. They're not glyphs of any kind as far as like writing that you can tell. It's certainly not anything that you've encountered before. So is there a way that like I can use my arcane eye to see that and like me myself like draw it with my... Well, your arcane eye is yeah. you can draw it into your parchment. Yeah, yeah, you can draw the stone if you want to. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, fantastic. So your eyes clouded over with the magic that you're using to project the arcane eye. Uh, you pull out your parchment as well as quill and ink and begin to, or charcoal, I suppose you would have that as well if you want to use charcoal. You begin to draw the stone and the surrounding areas as well as I imagine some of the features of the creature that you see at the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time is expiring, but nonetheless, dabble dab dab it. I'm going to hand you a toasty 700 experience points for investigating the top of Tolbrant. Dope, dope, dope. Do you have any questions? comments, concerns regarding this investigation. So I'm going to come back and uh, those pictures that I drew mm-hmm. I'm going to ask my two good old friends here if mm. maybe they know something about that. So Amara looks at the glyphs on the stone as well as the handprint and she says, I've never seen anything like these. It doesn't appear to be a language. Perhaps it's ancient and ritual in some way. The handprint on the other hand, it looks about the size of whatever would have wielded that sword. Mm. I've never thought of that. <laughs> I knew that. I just didn't say nothing. <laughs> Why didn't you say anything? Uh, Mara spoke first. <laughs> she beat me to it. I was going to say exactly that, yeah. I'm going to point to the bat-looking thing mm-hmm. and uh, say, oh, this is also up here. So that's mighty fine. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, I'm just saying. I didn't want Amara to steal your thunder again if you had any insight you wanted to give the group. So I look at you and the guy goes like this, just like shrugs, hands up in the air like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, another beast that we have to slay. Tell me more. No, yeah. please enlighten me. <laughs> just, just telling you that's up there. Uh, so that's all mighty fine. Yeah, just as pretty as the other things we've encountered on this island. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. I don't, I don't see any, you know, little friends whimpering in the corner. They're not in your drawing. Are they up there? Nah, they gone. Shit shit. <laughs> they gone. <laughs> I didn't see their dead bodies, so I mean, hey, yeah, that's you're a making plus. a lot of assumptions. So, so yeah. we could find them and kill them ourselves. Good. Yeah, of course. <laughs> These bastards bail on us in in this quest of importance. Yeah. <laughs> Douchebags. Why don't you tell us how you really feel? They're, they're, they're fine gentlemen, uh, and they're great quest companions. Uh, <laughs> I would recommend all. them to, to anybody looking to endeavor on a quest of... Death. ...of urgent importance. <laughs> they get the job done in a very timely manner. No sh- shenanigans or fooling around. <laughs> Min- minimal conjured acquaintances. Fievel, Tyson, how do you feel about this? They don't fucking know. They have no yeah, response. They're asleep in Veld's little yeah, orgy He's house. also making a lot of assumptions. He called us cowards. He doesn't know we ran. Yeah. I didn't say cowards. I said, are, are there, there small whimpering creatures in the corner? 
lots of animosity between the group here. What's going yeah, on? I, I didn't hey, realize we were getting so much no hate here. Yeah. The best part is, you have no idea we're hating on you, so you can't say shit, son. <laughs> Sorry, Fiava, you said something about the beetle? Yeah, I said I know that these guys are douchebags. I wouldn't have had that outburst <laughs> otherwise. Use dark magic. Well, you know what? We're not all perfect like you guys, I guess. <laughs> it's, Damn, tough being, right. <laughs> it's tough being this beautiful, okay? <laughs> Eight-foot mutated rat folk. Wow. I was built by some horny <laughs> hobgoblins. Like, sick. <laughs> so, yeah, the boys aren't there. So, uh, I don't know what you want to do. Proceed with caution. Okay, so Amara shoulders her pack and begins to hike up the stairs with our two adventurers, Gragrock and Dabble Dob. The journey up the stairs is... I'm, I'm assuming Dabble Dob is on my shoulders or back or something. You know, this is yes. treacherous climbing. And, and are you all on all fours scurrying as well? Or are you going <laughs> to... Not, not until it gets vertical, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, then I'll, then I'll use... All my appendages to my advantage. Okay. So our heroes are on the relatively easy and other points treacherous climb up to the top of Tolgrond. It is at this point that we are going to transition over to Tyson McKay and Fievel Mausentrov. Tyson McKay, Fievel, you had, when we left off, just gotten down into the laboratory of Vel, the Green Planeswalker, on the plane of Limbo and Chaos. Is there anything that you guys would like to do before you take a long rest? Nah, you know, I think I've expended most of my abilities. I need to rest. Yeah, me too. Straight to bed. Good idea. There is Vel's bed, which is up in his living quarters, which is to the south of you. Fievel, there is tables with odd bits of alchemy equipment, uh, different fluted glass and vials, most of them empty with some webs, cobwebs on them. In addition to that, whether you want to sleep, there is a hearth, so there is a like an open circular fire pit inside. So whether you guys want to light that and then go to sleep, whether you want to curl up near that, whether you want to find blankets or anything else to bed down in, I leave that to you. Yeah, I'm going to produce flame and then start a fire in the in the hearth and then uh, go sleep in Vel's bed. Gotcha. Okay, Tyson McKay, it has been a while since you have been in a real bed. And though it is old and firm, it is comfortable and comfort, the likes of which you have not experienced in a while. Mm, so old feels... and firm. <laughs> you, you got something you want to say there, buddy? <laughs> just his daddy issues coming to the surface again. Old and firm. Old and firm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tyson McKay, uh, when your head hits the pillow, it is not long before you find yourself drifting off into a restful sleep. Fievel, is there anything that you would like to do before passing out? Where would you like to fall asleep? Anything you'd like to do before so? No, nothing before. I'll just pass out near the fire. I'm an animal. I'm to realize this. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, if you have a reverting to uh, the the primitive ways of the mouse folk, maybe like a primitive mouse folk prestige class would be pretty sweet. Like a savage fighter, like a primal, like a mouse folk that turns its back on the clan and then just becomes like a, a rogue. Yeah, he's already there. I don't. This is his whole <laughs> character. Yeah. Fair enough. What the fuck do you need to prestige to it? Okay, so gentlemen, you are resting for six hours, is that correct? Correct Anundo. Okay, so you rest for your six hours, awaking in the darkness uh, with the embers for light in Vel's laboratory. You awake, feeling refreshed. You can roll your hit dice as well as regain your spell slots. Nice. 
what is it that you would like to do? So let's look for some food, Fievel. I don't know if there's any around here. I mean, we got some in our backpacks, but I'd rather not use it if we don't have to. True. Just rummage through the cabinets, I guess. <laughs> God, like the animal you are. <laughs> so rummaging through Vel's belongings, whatever's left, it appears that uh, you know Vel hasn't been here in a long time. And it, and it seems like he mostly cleared out pretty much everything that was of significant value to him. Any food that has remained has decayed and rotted over time. But nothing really viable or important was left. Any breads or cheeses have long since expired, and there is nothing to eat in the laboratory. Come on, Fel didn't keep a couple cans of tuna in the back of the cupboard or anything? Cans of tuna? Yeah, cans of tuna. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Greg Rock, for checking. I appreciate yeah, that. I'm just making sure, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that your underground secret laboratory should have non-perishables, am I correct? Yeah, come on. A, can of, <laughs> a couple cans of tuna, a couple unopened bots of, you know, Ritz crackers. Campbell's soup. You know, a, yeah, a jar. <laughs> Sorry, did you say condoms? So, I thought the point of this place was to get that? people pregnant. <laughs> Are you saying there's contraception here? It's like Joey from Friends when they're locked in the thing. He's like, Joey, you brought condoms? It's like, yeah, in case we need to repopulate the earth. And you think condoms are going to do that? <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Okay, well then I guess we'll have to use some of our rations. Okay. Have a nice healthy meal. I don't know. First time in days, you guys are pulling out the rations. You might run out. <laughs> Ridiculousness. Okay, so the team pulls out some rations, and you guys gnaw down on some breads and cheeses, as well as some dried and salted meats. So feeling more than refreshed, as well as nice and full. Fievel and Tyson, you guys are feeling good, and you may do as you please. I don't know if you want to do anything, Fievel, but I want to see if there are there any books or anything on the shelves that I can look at? Tyson McKay, it appears all the books have been cleared out, my friend. Good, I just realized I can't read anyway, so that's <laughs> <laughs> Wow, must be so much knowledge in these pages. <laughs> I just realized I uh, can't read. <laughs> these pages feel important, guys. Guys, <laughs> Warhawks don't need to read. Okay. <laughs> I'm a dancer, goddammit. <laughs> Is there anything there, like... Can I perception check for any items or anything? Yeah, absolutely. You can even take 20. Tyson, it appears that there is a lot of alchemical equipment, so glasses, vials, beakers, and jars, loose leaf paper that has not been written on, uh, quills, pots of ink, charcoal, as well as various blankets and other supplies like rope are there, as well as firewood, but no, everything of value, magical item, artifact, or knowledge-wise, has been stripped from Vel's abode here. Dump all the potions into one big vat and make a super potion. And throw it at the dragon <laughs> thing. <laughs> there's no potions left inside the alchemical... You department. said there's a bunch of... Oh, I th- thought you were saying it's there's a bunch empty. of chemicals left over. Empty. There's no goodbye notes to to friends that would have maybe come here? Like the guy just took all his stuff and Val? left? And, yeah, and he didn't leave any notes for you? I mean... He did say he was going to move somewhere else, so I didn't expect him to be here, but I knew it was a safe spot where you go. I don't, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just come back, you know? No? That doesn't sound sound fun. I mean, we we also don't know when you guys are getting there, so I'm trying to, like, figure out that. You don't have to planeswalk right back to the boulder. You can planeswalk to anywhere that you... Planeswalk back to where I was in that plane last, Noah. 
That's my it's my f- uh, flaw, fatal flaw. Is that your fatal flaw? I don't I don't know. I don't have it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I'm perfect. Um, no. Okay. Yeah. Correct. I, I, you you do transition back to where you were on that plane. I explain this to Fievel. I say, Fievel, what we did last night. Well, I mean, this sounds weird in the way I'm phrasing it, but um, we plunged him. <laughs> what we did last night, you can't tell anyone. Because you know why? They'll be jealous. You, just, you can't let any of the other, other group members know what we did last night. That's something that two, two humanoids do when they love each other very much. They're alone in limbo. Yeah. And, I'm and then nine sure months would, later, the stork comes I'm and gives you a child. Not sure they would understand. <laughs> no, Tyson, please continue. Yeah, so I say what we did last night, we uh, we planeswalked, which is, you know, kind of my bit. Um, that he's never fucking used. <laughs> yeah, baby, I rocked you out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> Was a thousand experience points. Come on, that doesn't compete with Beyblades. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, that, I think a thousand's generous. Yeah, I think a thousand's pretty fucking generous. Beyblade just caught me off. I hadn't thought about Beyblades in years. <laughs> in maybe a decade, I think. Oh man. You know what? Fuck it. Let's let's go back. What's the worst that can happen? We die. Whatever. Who cares? I'm, I'm afraid of it. Okay. Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> Fear has worn off, buddy. You're no longer afraid. Oh, good. Yeah, things are pussy. Oh, Let's go back and kick its ass. <laughs> and boom, first turn. Yep, it's good again. That's the attitude you need. Oh my god, Tyson, get me out of here. I'm terrified. <laughs> this thing's a bitch. Let's go fuck it up, okay? Plus, he might be sleeping when we go back, so that'd be cool if we can just sure. sneak away. All right, let's let's do it. I grab Fievel by the the scruff of his neck and I say, "We're going now." And I oh god, teleport. That's so rough. Walk. <laughs> okay, okay. So Tyson McKay grabs you and focusing for thirty seconds on the plane of existence that he would like to return to, which is the material plane. Your vision alters and your sense of time and space alters as well as the limbo plane of chaos that you're currently on ebbs and fades away, and transitioning through time and space, Fievel Mazentrov and Tyson, you hurtle back through the planes to the material plane of existence, feet from the large stone boulder, and as your vision returns, you find yourself at the peak of Tol Grand on the material plane, in that large arena with the stone walls around you and the blustering and uh, gusting winds battering as well. It is loud, immensely so, and it is now up to you as to what you'd like to do next. I grab Fievel and I say, let's, er, well, I just pull him towards the exit. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So you begin to move towards the exit. Fievel is slower than you are, Tyson McKay, as he has to work super hard in these uh, difficult conditions, uh, difficult terrain, as it were, to move without being lifted off the ground due to his flappy, flappy wings. What <laughs> he calls them? That's what I'm calling them. His <laughs> flappy, flappy wings. So our, our two adventurers are going to move towards the exit, you know, stepping gingerly, I suppose, through the winds, battering them from all sides, back towards that narrow fissure, the entrance to the plateau atop the, the mountain. Eventually, after 60 feet-ish, 55, you do reach that fissure, and you can continue to walk back towards the stairs if you so choose. Yeah, I want to try and find some shelter right now. Fantastic. You move nearly 200 feet along that fissure, that narrow corridor of stone, the open skies above, and the howling winds and rain, 
and eventually make it back to the relative safety of the open caverns. There is are no creatures this close to the mouth, and you are at the top of the stairs. Perfect place to wait in hiding. Okay. Fantastic. Tyson McKay and Fiona Mazentra, I'm going to hand you each 250 experience points for making it back to the material plane and safely Ooh. avoiding the confrontation with the horror. All right. <laughs> we are moving things back over to Dabbledob and Gregory and Amara climbing the stone steps. The journey here is going to take you guys roughly two hours of hiking up the stone steps. You eventually reach a point in the journey where as Dabbledob you experienced with the Astral Eye, as the other two adventurers experienced when they first traversed the, the mountain steps, uh, you eventually reach the point where the large swarms of insects are buzzing around you and the large bats swoop overhead. The ceiling's nearly 60 feet tall at this point. The stairs become next to vertical as our adventurers climb until the stairs plateau out a little bit more so with a gradual incline. Following that, the stairs become more and more into a level surface until the steps are not visible anymore and it is solid stone beneath your feet. Upon the the last few steps as you approach nearly 30 feet from you at this point, you see Tyson McKay sitting on the steps as well as Fievel Mausentrov. Your adventurer hero buddies, what is it that you guys would like to do? Well, Hello. look who's finally here. Where the flip have you fuckers been? <laughs> Waiting it's, here the whole time. We didn't go anywhere. It's been 74 years. It's been 74 years. Deception check for both of you. We've always been here, and it's been 74 years. 10? 10? No. Yeah. Oh, you rolled 10 too. Fucking wow. close, my guy. Neither of which seem very, very reasonable responses. But the group does meet throw up. Throw them off the mountain. <laughs> but the group does meet up all together. And for the group rejoining forces all together, you are each, every single member, going to gain 200 experience points. Gosh, I've been saying forever. We need to split up more. So we should keep splitting up. And what then did I say? What other. did I say like five episodes ago? Let's split up more often. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, quick powwow, and then we'll go our separate ways. We'll meet up at the, uh, the, 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 crack of dawn. the Beyblade Battle Zone. I'm going to ask uh, your boys if they saw that bat thing. You can roleplay it for me if you'd like. Oh, no, Batman. <laughs> roleplay that um, shit. I'm going to point in Tyson's direction. Hi. You. Hi. Where have you been? Uh, well... We climb the mountain. Yeah. Expertly. Deception Expertly. Expertly. <laughs> no, no, we we did it, it fine. We it, fought some bats. We got up here, touched a rock, and then a giant flying demon thing. I don't know what to call it. Basically the thing we fought in the pit, but flying this time. So, worse. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I saw that. Uh, that's, oh. uh, that's good to know. How'd you see it? My How'd you see baby. it? Where were you? <laughs> The wandering eyes. Um, here, there, and everywhere. Damn. Um, and then, yeah, we... Uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, then we pieced out for a bit. Cool. So you want to fight this bat thing, or... Uh, I'd nah. like to try and avoid it, but I feel there's probably not a way we can, eh? Well, that's why I'm asking you. Like, what kind of encounter did you have with it? Scary one. Cool. Yeah, I was cool, terrified. Cool. I had to save him. Um, true. <laughs> So, is there a way to sneak? Sneaky sneak? <laughs> Sneaky sneak? That's hilarious. <laughs> I got a spell for that. I could cast it on all of us, too. Oh, um, what's that called? Pass without trace. Yeah. yeah. Sneak where? 
I s- assume that rock is what we need, right? So what if we just sneak up to the bat, everybody one-taps that bitch, and then we're already ahead? Oh, like all at the same time we just attack it with our weapons? Preferably. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's maybe the way to go for right now. What if there's like a like a sun beetle in this one or something, you know? <laughs> and it can only be killed by bright lord damage. Yeah. It's all you, baby girl. Go for it, then. <laughs> we raise Rogar from the dead. Hell yes. Finally. <laughs> his body's all the way back on, on the mainland. Tyson has his scarf. Does he need a piece of his body? His yes. sweat is in his scarf. <laughs> his he's DNA a, lives. He's a dragonborn. They don't sweat. This dragonborn did. <laughs> okay, his tears are in the scarf. <laughs> he cried tears all the and time. Blood are in the scarf. He did from. He was a Fievel's, crier. Fievel's verbal abuse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, listen. I think that's probably the play. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Me. You. You are emoted. <laughs> I mean, the eyes have it with three. I didn't hear anything from Fievel, but. I'm just trying to think, like, is it that beast's hand, that one of its hands fit in that print? Is that what we have to do, is kill it and then chop off its hand and scan it onto the rock? No, the hand, I assume, is the father from that story. Where is he? Where's the father? I just figure we kill this thing, you know, the freaking storm will cease, the heavens will part, rays of sunshine will bask on that rock and something cool will happen. Uh, All in favor? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like this yeah. wind. Let's let's well, let's get up there. All right, pass without a trace. Boom. Fievel casts pass without trace on all of our companions, including Amara, which means that uh, all of you now have plus ten to your. <laughs> no, without Amara. <laughs> okay. No, no you fucking plot. <laughs> No, it's just I'll let her Warforge in sneaking there, not making a sound, and then Amara's just like banging it. <laughs> God damn it, keep it down. So, Fievel, are we including Amara in the Pass Without Trace protection, or are Absolutely. we? Absolutely, she's she's a doll. <laughs> Don't you ever call this my guy, girl a whore this, again? This guy's bipolar. <laughs> I hate her. I love her. She's a doll. I wanted to, I wanted to die. Let's see how she fights. Well, this time I'm going to protect her with Pass Without Trace. This isn't new. This is Baxter and Fievel in a nutshell. This is Baxter and Fievel in a nutshell. Okay, so our entire companions group is imbued with Pass Without Trace, which means you each gain plus 10 to dexterity checks in relation to stealth. How would we like to proceed? But we can pretty much go normal speed up the hill till we get there. How long does that last again? Eight days. An no, hour. Not eight days. Right? <laughs> Four hours? An hour. One hour. Oh. Lots of time. Okay. So the team, if you would, if you so choose, can walk down the fissure, that narrow corridor of stone uh, with the open sky above and the blustering uh, winds, until you reach the large plateau atop Toll Grand, 60 feet from you, the massive black stone, the boulder that was hurled at the moon, and beyond that, you know, underneath the overhang, the hulking horror atop Toll Grand. What is it that you would like to do? Let's get our asses up there. So the team is walking across the plateau in the, in the winds. I'm gonna, I'll draw, draw weapons before we enter the, the cavern. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Why don't we all do that, friends? 
Wow. <laughs> you guys are casters. You just you know draw your finger out of your ass and <laughs> What about my fucking wand? I got my. I need my wand. Out. Fair, I pull fair. my finger out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyson's ready to go. I like it. Okay, Tyson, you have your finger. Uh, Dabble Dab, you have the wand of the War Mage. Gragrock, you have your spell sponge shield as well as slime. Slime. Ooh. The great axe. Uh-huh. And Fievel, which weapon are you pulling, my dude? The Moonlight Greatsword. Fantastic. Oh. All right, friends. What is it that you would like to do? We're tra- traversing across the plateau. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, we I gotta, think we're going we to surround the monster. Okay. Yeah. So you are able to move across the plateau and make it nearly 70 feet, so just past halfway, before I am going to start requiring stealth checks from the group. The winds are high, so it's very difficult to hear. I'm going to need one, two, three rolls each for stealth to make it to right up against the creature. Would you like to know? I No, don't please. Don't well, no, me. but like me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, two 16s and a 22. Okay, so you're absolutely fine in making it to uh, the creature. You're 10 feet from it. And I can see it? Yeah, it's right in front of you. Cool. It's, gr- it's larger than huge. It's big. All mine were above... 17 with the pluses. Fantastic. Tyson, thank you very much. You uh, are right alongside Dabbledove, five feet from him without issue. Oh, do we want to be that close, Dabbledove? Uh, well, I'm 10 feet, so... <laughs> no, you're, you're five feet from Dabbledove, 10 feet from the creature. If you want to be not as close, then that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think we're casting, so we can just do some sort of hand signal to attack. Yeah. I, want to be, I want to be right up there. I want to feel its breath on my legs. <laughs> so you're going to the head. Oh god, maybe not. <laughs> Stay five feet away, and then you're good, because you can attack within five yeah, feet. Yeah, I'm going to be striking distance. Okay, Fievel, can I get your rolls, please? Got a 28, 26, and a nat 20. Okay, so Fievel, <laughs> you are next to godlike stealthiness. Uh, because you have to move so much slower than everyone, because it's difficult terrain for you, your stealth is just heightened, my friend. So congratulations, you've done very well. We're all there, we're just looking like, Fievel! Get out of here! <laughs> He's like, I'm so quiet, guys. <laughs> 30 minutes later. <laughs> okay, and Gragrock, your rolls, please. Yeah, uh, 24, 27, and 30. <laughs> okay, Amara's got a 22, a 18, and a 22 as well. Damn it, don't fuck this up, Amara. Yeah. So Amara I'm is there you. with you. Now, anyone who is making melee attacks, you will have advantage on your attacks. Anyone who is making directed spell attacks will have advantage on your attacks, and the creature will be at disadvantage to evade any type of AoE attacks because it is unaware of your presence. Hell yes. Everyone is going to get one turn to simultaneously attack all at once, and then initiatives begin. Is that clear? Yes. Yes, Yes, sir. What part of the body did I end up near? You said the head, correct? Okay, five feet from the head. head. So it's hanging upside down, correct? Okay, it's curled up on the ground. Um, oh, what the fucking head? I'm aiming, I'm aiming for some, some ears, you know, maybe, maybe take out some ears, you know. Gotcha. Okay, uh, we are going to go around in a circle, my friends. We're on Skype. Here's the... <laughs> I would like first everyone to roll initiatives so that we have those prepared, and then we'll roll the creatures as soon as you all finish your attacks, but we'll go, you know, for initiatives in order of your first attacks, but it's all happening simultaneously. 17. 20. Not... Oh. Not 20? So fast. Awesome. Sock it to him, baby. <laughs> 24. Four, Greg. Damn. Rock. Fievel. 13. 
And Amara is an 18, 2021. Okay, so the initiative order as it stands now is Gragrock with a 24, Amara with a 21, Double Dob with a nat 20, Tyson with a 17, Fievel with a 13, and we also have the creature which will roll after everyone's round of attacks has begun. So I just got a question. So yes, they rolled higher, but like, does my nat 20 not come into play? Because it's not... Nat 20 plus your dexterity for initiatives. So if it's higher than 20, I need to know that. Well, it's 22. Okay, so 22. So then it's Gragrock, Dabbledob, Amara, Tyson, and then Fievel after the first round of attacks, which are all happening simultaneously. We'll roll for the horror. Can I get Gragrock? What is it that you're looking to do first? Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like mine's pretty basic. and take a couple hacks and slashes at this bitch's face. Okay, fantastic. Uh, does he so, only get one attack, or does he still get two? No, he'll, like, attack once, and as everyone's casting, he'll attack the second oh, okay. time, right? Cool, yeah. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, so can I get the rolls for your two attacks, please, at advantage? A 16 and a 24. So the 24 is a hit. Can you roll me your damage, please? Can't believe you missed when it wasn't even awake. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> Goofball. Uh, damage is 11. 11. Plus a slime point Plus is added. Plus a slime point. I guess it's the end of my turn. Okay. So next we have Dabbledob. Dabbledob, what would you like to do with your free attack? Uh, cone of Cold. Okay. Overchanneled. Obby. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what I'm about. Yeah. Listen, um, if, this obviously... bitch, if this bitch explodes before she even wakes up, this is a good thing. Exactly. So it's rolling to get out of the way at disadvantage. It, it's uh, a con save. Yeah, uh, the con save is a nat one. Um, oh. It is going to take the full over channel damage. So that is 6472. <laughs> Double it. Double it. 72 damage. It doesn't get doubled for uh, a nat 1, right? It's a saving oh, throw. My bad. Oh, but the nat 1 combined with the nat 20 on the initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we're fucking talking. <laughs> Some magic could happen here. Amargo is going to cast blue plasmic energy out of her fingers. Her thumbs connect and rays of this, this blue wave magic emanate from her hands and blast at the creature's tail. It is a deck saving throw for that as well. The creature fails with a four. Her damage, 18, 24. 24 damage. Correct. Tyson McKay, we are up to you next. What is it that you would like to do? Let's disintegrate this bitch. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. Deck saving throw. Gotcha. A disadvantage. 11. Yeah, no, that's a fail. Okay. Let's go. So it takes 71 damage. Oh, oh you almost beat me, big guy. Almost. You almost beat me. <laughs> I, I wasn't even over-channeled. I rolled a lot of ones. <laughs> and Fievel, we are on to you. Question. Am I, like, do I have to get attuned to this weapon? Correct. Moonlight Greatsword? Yeah, okay. So I can't use any of its, like, special abilities, pretty much. Well, you haven't learned about any of its special abilities yet, so no. Yeah. Okay. What just... better way to learn than killing? Uh, you get a but... free hit, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I might as well use the breath weapon. Just because I've, I can't do any charged attacks with this weapon, so like the initial damage isn't going to be anything crazy, so I'll use my breath weapon attack. Okay, so dex saving throw, uh, 11 and 14, so 11 total. Let's hear that damage. What it breath weapon did. do you have? Is it fire? Uh, electric. Actually, he just goes and sits on their shoulder and talks the rear off. So listen, Mary Sue told me that uh, Ben is uh, making pies for this year's carnival festival, and... Uh, 
<laughs> she makes shit pies. It's like that little mouse that just goes and just tots her ear off and they're like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> 62 electric damage. Holy shit. All right, companions. So all of our adventures unload at the same time, dealing massive damage to the horror at the top of Tol Grand. Gragrock misses his first attack with a 16, but hits with his second and a 24 on the face of the creature, slashing deep into the thin stretched skin, which covers its face. He deals 11 damage and one slime point as well. Next, we have Dabbledob, who over-channels Cone of Cold, dealing a whopping 72 damage. Following that, we have Amara, dealing plasma damage. She is going to outstretch her hands, channeling that blue waves of energy, dealing 24 damage. Following Amara, we have Tyson McKay, dealing a disintegrate spell, with 71 damage total for his attack. Following that, Fievel's electric breath weapon attack is going to deal 62 damage. Following the 62 damage, the creature shrieks, that piercing shriek to wake, to start, and initiatives will begin. 240 damage has been dealt total. The creature is not downed. What the flying it fuck? It is going to roll initiatives, and it will be going directly after Amara and before Tyson. Son of a bitch. I was going to say she screams and explodes, and I was going to be like, I killed it, guys. <laughs> I did it. All me. <laughs> Initiatives are going to begin with Gragrock, but we are going to save that for next time. Oh, are you fucking me? Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure bringing you guys this latest episode of the Dicey D20. Our adventurers carrying out some absolutely devastating damage with a surprise attack on the horror mad. atop the mountain. <laughs> Make her slime roll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it's not the end of your turn yet because you're actually going to be at the top end of initiatives again. Okay. Right? Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Great gameplay from everyone all around. So super fun to do. Do we have any questions, comments, or concerns before we end things off for today? I'm fucking concerned. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just Why? ended it like this. Come Why on. This is, I was actually fucking excited. Leave, leave people wanting more, you know what I mean? Plus, it's an exciting I want favorite. more. Fuck the viewers. Hot take from Dabbledob. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check out our sponsors. That's dieharddice.com. Check them out at dieharddice.com. Fantastic metal sets, polys, and trays. Very, very cool stuff from the group there and they've been super supportive also be sure to check out our other sponsor Elderwood Academy check them out at elderwoodacademy.com and on their socials on Facebook Elderwood Academy has fantastic tabletop products such as hex dice chess as well as codexes other really cool stuff to make your game unique not to mention the dice catapults which our listeners I'm sure had a fun time winning in our previous giveaway that's it for me. So thanks so much, guys, for listening in. And thanks so much to our players as well. Whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, thanks so much for listening to the DC 20 This is your DM signing out. This fucking key is taking like eight episodes. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>